Bishop. What is up, bros? Anybody care to lax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Friday, July 24th, and PLL season is back. It has been 10 long months since the Whip Snakes took down the Redwoods for the first ever PLL championship. And now here we are, 10 months later. Season gets underway tomorrow with the revenge game. Jake, we made it. We, we actually made it. We did. We suffered uh, with no lacrosse. We, uh, we, we made it through quarantine, although we, you know, not to get political on here, but we should probably have more quarantine. Um, we made it. Uh, we, we came, we saw, we conquered. We were there. We were there for the, the, the Whip Snakes Redwoods game. People, people forget that we had media passes and we were there. We saw it with our own eyes. Uh, so, yeah, man, I'm super pumped. You know, uh, you know, some of the, some of these glimpses out of training camp are really are really great. They obviously don't do you know the the teams like a whole lot of justice, right? But you know, you you know, you you've kind of seen some of these guys change a little bit. Uh, I mean, Ryan Drenner stepped stepped off the bus looking a little beefy. You know, he'd been he'd been getting some of those home workouts. You can see. Uh, you know, I forgot who you mentioned. He had, uh, Ian McKay had, had maybe slimmed down a little bit. Uh, not that, you know, we're shaming anybody for how they look, you know, but at the same time, you know, we, we can point out uh, things that have happened. There's nothing wrong with that. So, uh, but we're, I, I'm pumped, man. I, I really am. So what have you? Now, it's, it's great news that the PLL is, is back, but the sad and unfortunate news is that this might just be our last podcast ever uh, because there is uh, a, a debate raging on in the lacrosse world right now that uh, has really just divided this podcast and it's, it's, it's getting ugly. And obviously the debate that we're talking about here is whether or not it is time for the lacrosse world to adopt and accept ankle socks as a part of the of, of, of the regular ensemble on the field. Um, so this all started. Grant Ament makes his PLL training camp debut, and he's out there. I mean, this man's calves are just a thing of beauty. His legs, a thing of beauty. He's got a nice tan going because he's been able to, you know, he had the whole summer off with with quarantine and everything so you know he gets out there it's his first time putting on a pll you know practice uniform he wants to look good he wants to blast off those calves so he goes out there in ankle socks and jake this just this sent you this triggered you about as hard as anyone has ever been triggered on the internet and the history of the internet since bill gates was born no one's been this triggered. So, Jake, I, I'll let you start off on this one because I know that you're hot. I, I can feel the temperature from here. You're hot on this issue. Ankle socks in lacrosse, it seems to you to be just spitting right in the face of the lacrosse gods. It is. It absolutely is. And it actually wasn't Grant Ament who started this. It was Dylan Maltz uh, who said that ankle socks – are back in lacrosse, or and you'll start ankle socks are back, and you'll start seeing it. Grand Amet uh, was that was the powder keg that finally exploded. Right, Grand Grand Amet was the powder keg that that made it explode, and and you know uh, I, I understand that you know Dylan Maltz uh, he he just graduated, you know he really hasn't been all the 
out in the world uh, all that much. So, you know, that's a, that's a very, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're 22, 23, you throw out a take and see if it sticks. And apparently, you know, some people thought it sticks, but it, it's, it's just wrong. You know, his brain isn't even fully developed. You know, the male brain doesn't develop until around 25. So, you know, he's out there without a functioning frontal lobe. And, and I understand that, you know, when, when you're running at less than full capacity, you know, you're not really going to understand what the, the gravity of what you're saying. So, uh, I just want to clear it up for everybody. The ankle socks are not back. Uh, and for several reasons, the first of which they have no function. Uh, they, they, they have no function whatsoever. Um, because if you're wearing ankle socks, you're, you're, you're worrying about blisters. Um, you're, you're getting turf and shit all in your cleats, right? Turf, glass, turf, grass, uh, dirt, you know, you're, you're, you're worrying about that. You might get dirt in your cleats to begin with, however, but, but, you know, you might get it, you know, between the sock and the skin. Go ahead. Is there something you need to say? Well, what I'm worrying about bliss, that's a very uh, defenseman thing for you. That's because everybody I, worries about bliss. You know, everybody's well, worrying. No, about- but if you're wearing ankle sock and you're wearing low cut cleats, then, mm-hmm. then you're, then your socks take care of all yes, that. But, for you. If, but if ankle wearing- socks are the ankle socks are, are the difference between skin on cleat and, sock on cleat I, th- I think that you can still get with ankle socks if you're wearing a low cut cleat you can still uh-huh. get the majority of that covered but but go ahead I, I but don't... if but even more so more to your point if you're wearing a three-quarter cleat and ankle socks you're definitely cleat on skin yeah but three-quarter cleats depending on your size your position they they just don't look as great yeah well I'm, ex- I'm a, okay and they I'm would look a, better with a with a mid-calf sock but again you know back to my argument you know, the, the, the functionality of ankle socks just doesn't, just doesn't really, it doesn't, it doesn't really do it for me. Okay. They, they don't look good. The other argument that people try to make is that, and I know you tried to make in all of your infinite blogger, uh, uh, wisdom is that if you have calves, you need to show them off. Uh, that's a fallacy. It's just not true. If your calves are popping, they're going to pop no matter what sock you're, you're, you're wearing. Okay. That's, that's just the truth. And if you need, if you feel like you need ankle socks to show off your calves, you don't have popping calves. That's plain and simple. Now, my my rebuttal to that is so you yes, I will concede you do not need to wear ankle socks mm-hmm. to show off your killer calves. Like you can show off killer calves in in mid calves. You can scrunch them down a little bit. You're still going to show them off. What I was getting at is that there's a very specific person and a very specific time when ankle socks get the green light for me. Um, and basically what I'm saying is that you need to have those killer calves to be able to pull off the ankle socks, right? Like I don't want to see anyone out there rocking ankle socks who, um, you know, if, if it's just straight line from the, from the calves down to your ankles, no, throw, throw a mid calf on there, cover that up. Um, you know, so now does the ankle sock perhaps accentuate those killer calves, because it, it really shows how defined they truly are. Um, th- yes, absolutely. So they they can add, but you don't. It's it's not. I I know that it's not the only way to show off killer calves because a a guy like Grant Ament was wearing mid calves during while he's at Penn State, obviously blasting full calves. A guy like Chris Fake, maybe the largest calves in America, mid calves. So I get it. But what I'm saying is that in order to be able to wear, in order to meet the requirements to wear the ankle socks, you need to have rocking calves. I, I mean, it's just, it's still such a weak argument for me. I, I, I guess, 
You know, I mean, you, and, and so to your point, then you're, you know, you're very much limiting ankle socks to a, to a very elite cadre of, uh, of players, your RP threes, your grand immense, you know, that means that none of these fucking teens who can barely drive, they all just got their driver's license. Their mommy's bring them to fucking practice. They need to get out of my fucking DMS telling me that ankle socks are the wave. Shut the fuck up, Kevin. You are go study for AP world history. Okay. Now, yeah, I, I, what I'm saying is that, yeah, ankle socks should be very limited. There is a time, a place, and a, and a person who can wear it. Like, it's not for everybody, right? Mid-calves are for everybody. And I think that they are a very accessible sock. They are a very friendly sock. They are a very welcoming sock to everyone who plays lacrosse. You can throw it on and you can look the part. What I'm saying is that, you know, you th- throwing on a pair of ankle socks is the same thing as a guy maybe like throwing on a Rolex watch, right? Like you're like, you need to have the status and you need to have the ability to pull it off or else you look like a fucking dickhead. Right. And so, and again, like this isn't something that, and an ankle sock, it should be a treat. Right. So I'm saying from Memorial day to labor day, so when it's the summer, when it's nice and hot out, and when you've got a nice tan already developed because you've been, you know, you've been out in the backyard just shooting around either barefoot or wearing a pair of rainbows, and you have that tan already developed, then you can show off the ankles, right? I don't want to see kids out there in the middle of February playing their first game of college lacrosse, and they're just pasty and pale as could be with the ankle socks on. No one wants to see that. Throw on some mid-calves. Plus, it's, it's too cold for ankle socks at that point. But in the summer, if you've got the killer calves and you've got the killer tan, I think that you should be rewarded and being able to wear ankle socks. Listen, so this is, so th- this is the other thing that people tried to tell me yesterday was that you know, I, if, you, if you're wearing ankle socks, you don't have to worry about a, a, a weird tan line. Well, buddy, if you've worn them, if you've worn shoes all summer and you get to the end of summer, your feet are still going to be fucking white. Like what, what kind of tan line are you trying to avoid? Then you have your pad tan line where you've got, you know, the inside of your arm is way darker because, you know, that's, that shows uh, where, where the sun hits. So if tan lines are the problem, you know, then you better be taking care of all the other ones because, that, you know, if they're that important they should be taking, you know, you should be looking like Mark Zuckerberg covered in sunscreen all the time. If that's your real concern. Yes, sure. You want to, you want to show off your tan. That's fine. But I mean, to me, it's more telling like, Hey, I fucking crushed five to seven points a game all year or like for my whole, my summer club. Now I'm at the beach tossing them back and all the ladies can see my fucking ankles, my, my fucking, you know, my mid calf tan and my pad tan, like, you know, I get the really dark neck. Like that's more telling to me like, Oh, that dude fucking, he's an absolute chiller. Like he played all summer. Like that's an athlete. Uh, quick side note. I did the math on Zuckerberg's uh, suntan lotion so much. And, and well, I, I, what I found is that he probably spends somewhere in the ballpark of five to $600 in suntan lotion every summer. Um, which, which for him as a billionaire, probably, probably nothing, but as a, as a adult man, it's just a preposterous thing to do. Um, no. And again, it's not like, yeah, does wearing, uh, ankle socks help you keep that tan that you've already developed intact? Yes. But what I'm saying is that it's not, the functionality isn't to, so that you don't get that 
stock tan line, but instead it's to show off that you have the full leg tan already developed. You know, like you already have, you, you've already been out, you know, just tossing around on the beach or, you know, out in the backyard barefoot. Like you, you've already established that tan and now you get to show it off to the world instead of covering it up with the mid calves. Again, if you've already got a tan, people are going to be able to tell. And people are going to be able to tell, you know, and, and you know, I'm out, you know, the, the people were saying, you know, short shorts are the wave too. Like I'm, I'm out on the shorts. Like I'm, I'm indifferent. Right. I don't, I don't really, I don't really care. You know, I think it's funny almost, you know, but you know, it's, it's, it's definitely the same where like, you know, if you, if you fucking suck, you're going to look like an idiot in short shorts. And you know, if, if I'll concede that if you want to reserve ankle socks for the elite, elite of the elite, like, throwing on a Rolex, you better be playing professional lacrosse and you better be scoring seven to nine points a game, which I think is perfectly uh, achievable for RP3 and Grant Amant, the two, uh, the two poor souls that, that uh, choose to rock ankle socks. And as you guys uh, may, may have caught the RP3 references, we do have Rob Pinnell uh, coming on uh, to speak with us today. And he does explain himself uh, about the ankle socks. And, and I, I, I give him an ankle socks pass certificate uh, for a very special reason. So you guys can, uh, can listen to that. And, and I, will, I will print out an ankle socks pass uh, for anybody who can come up with as good of reason as RP3. So take a listen to that. Yeah, well, I don't know. I, I think at the very least, we're at a standstill in this. In we this are. I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to budge. I will die. I will perish on the hill. But I, I will say, like, again, it's short shorts and ankle socks, if you have the legs to pull them off in the summer between Memorial Day and Labor Day, I just – I think that you should be rewarded for that and you should be able to blast some leg for all to see. You don't think right now, like imagine, imagine you're, you know, a shorter kid out there and you know, it's a summer tournament and you've got college coaches on the sideline and you're trying to get recruited. You're trying to get on that motherfucking scholarship and, and you're out there and you know, you might only get a couple runs a game, um, you know, cause you know, you've got a, a big roster and you know, you only have so much time to shine to get yourself that look from that college coach do you really want to be wasting any of that time that you have their eyeballs on you by covering up your legs with shorts that go to your knees and then with, with mid calves pulled up, or do you want to blast all that leg that way? That college coach is like, damn, that man is a fucking athlete. That is a kid who I want on my squad. I know for a fact that he's going to make us better. I might even make him the head coach. I might just give him my job here come to the school. You have my job because you have killer legs. Right now, what you're doing is you're setting all these kids up for failure. You're bad for lacrosse. You are bad for the kids. You are not, you are anti-kids. That'll roll us into our next topic, um, but I'll, I'll let you respond. I, I have I have nothing to say. Uh, that was uh, you're you're stopping kids. You're stopping kids from getting scholarships because you want them to cover up their legs. That's a preposterous and uh, superfluous argument, and I refuse to respond. I, uh, I yield my time. All right. Well, while some folks out there are bad for the kids, 
Let's talk real quick about our dude of the week, Nick Asello, who is just, he is so for the kids that this man turned a, a welched bet into a quick $4,000 raised for Al's lacrosse, Nick Asello. What a guy. Let's, let's all, you know what, everyone, pause, pause the podcast right now while you're listening. Stop, stand up. Give a round of applause to Nick Asello because he deserves it right now. This man raising $4,000 and all of the money going to the kids, to Owls across, all because Kyle Hartzell bet him that $1,000 that he wouldn't make a roster this summer and then welched on that bet like a coward. It was a dumb bet to begin with. Uh if you know anything about Nick Casello, you know that he's an absolute weapon of an athlete. You know, the guy played two sports in college, two sports in, in high school. Like, he's he's just a freak athlete. And if he wasn't going to get picked up on a roster, then he would have – if he wasn't going to, you know, be on the Redwoods roster, he would have been picked up anywhere. He's a he's – a, I hate to talk good about the guy because, you know, he's just so mean to me on the internet. But, you know, uh, he, he's – a Swiss army knife, right? He kind of, he kind of does it all. He clears the ball. He, he plays a little offense. He takes some shots every now and then, which is crazy to me, but uh, just a dumb bet on Hartzell's part and Hartzell should have paid up. That's but I think that's, that's dog shit. Yeah. And I'll tell you what though, but by, by not paying up like a man and owning up to that terrible bet, it, it did turn into good because again, Nick Asell, he could have, he could have got paid a thousand dollars and, and who knows what he would have used that thousand dollars for on his own. Maybe, maybe a couple beers and like, maybe he would have bought like a, I don't know, like a backyard wrestling ring. I don't really know what he does. Um, but instead he turned it into good and was able to raise all this money. And, and for those of you who don't know, uh, Al's lacrosse, it's a, it's a foundation that provides mentorship and access to scholarship for underserved youths in Chicago. So all this going to the kids and Nick Casello going to Utah. And uh, yeah, I mean, listen, that, that right there, that's good energy, good karma that is really going to roll into this Redwood season. Um, and, and I think, you know, I, I think on the other end, it, it, it might really detract from the Atlas. So, um, you know, if, if you're a, if you're a gambling man and you're looking ahead to that Redwoods Atlas matchup on, I believe it's August 1st, you might want to keep that in mind because the lax gods have been watching this entire time. They saw the whole pay up Kyle saga go down and, and they'll be rewarded in the end. They will. They will. And uh, I just, I don't, you know, it, it, we've had Kyle on the pod uh, before he's a, he's a noted guest. Uh, He's, he's not a bad guy. He's a hard worker, but you know, every league does need a villain. You know, uh, just, uh, you know, if, if, if a cello uh, is Batman, I don't want to give him too much credit, but if he's, he's Batman, then uh, Acello... <laughs> what's it like, what's like a low grade, like DC, like DC superhero. Like if he's the green, if, if okay. If he's the green lantern, then, you know, then uh, Kyle Hartzell is a, is a, is a villain. So every, every league needs a villain. And that's, that's, pr- I'm perfectly fine with Hartzell filling that role. Nick Casello is, uh, is, is Duff Man for, for all the Simpsons watchers out there. Um, 
but yeah, so I mean, great work, but that that's worthy enough to be our dude of the week. Nick Casella raising $4,000 for Alice lacrosse. Um, not really a, a ton much going on in, you know, the MLL tournament that's going on right now. Um, I don't know. Denver looks good. That's, that's, that's about that. Um, you know, a couple guy, uh, Jules Hennenberg, unfortunately, uh, will not be able to uh, participate with the Redwoods this summer. Um, tough news for Jules. Great guy. Uh, he's been d- doing a ton of great work off the field. Uh, he's been doing a ton of great work on the field. So that, that's going to be a big loss for the w- Redwoods. I think that they're deep enough that they'll be able to overcome that, but still uh, unfortunate. Um, Tucker Durkin also not might be able to play. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't really full. I, I couldn't really figure out everything that was going on there, but um, I think he just has to wait until he tests negative and then he'll be able to join the squad in like a week or so. I don't know. I don't know that for fact. I don't know. I wasn't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure that one of the lawyers for the PLL would probably know that better, but yeah, I mean, you know, the, the MLL, I've, I've caught some, some highlights here and there. They're, they're pretty good. There's some guys showing out. And, you hey, know. There, there was the, the behind-the-back assist from Randy Stotts. Was yeah, Stotts is a – Stotts un- is a, Unbelievable. Speaking of the wild man. Wa- yeah, watching Austin Stotts in the PLL this summer or this weekend will be quite the treat. So get, get ready for that. Um, it's just – it's hard, right? You know, where they expect – you know, the, the, the listeners, they want – they want us to talk about the PLL, but you know, the so much has changed in the past year between these teams. It's it's going to be incredibly difficult uh, for us to predict. You know what's going to go. You know how are the you know first of all the first game with the Redwoods. You know I I'm going to totally change my tune about their first first game with without Jules Hennenberg. Uh, Jules is. How would you? Say? He's a he's a creator. Uh, he's a he's a Rob Pinnell, right? You know, he's a he, he's he's behind it. He's behind it. Actually, he's a creator. He's a Dodger. He gets he gets guys to open space. So without him, you know, uh, your your finishers like Ryder and 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 some other guys are gonna have to step up. Maybe Clark Peterson, Pedersen. We said it's Peterson, right? I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna switch what? it off every other time. That way, we're I am too. I just so you get it you you know it you'll be right fifty percent of the time yeah right? yeah that that Canadian guy um he you know might have to step up into a different role it, it, it's you, it's all speculation right it's all it's all extreme speculation the only thing that I know is that four o'clock on NBC uh, on Saturday I'm going to be absolutely uh, just the boys will be buzzing right you're gonna go you're gonna go out to Costco all right at like two. Okay, you're gonna get yourself a big old like I don't know, hopefully like a gluten free pizza or something, then a whole case of Bang Energy drinks, and then you are just gonna take them home with your boys, and you're gonna shotgun a bunch of them, and you're just gonna you're gonna like punch the put some holes in the wall, and you know your stepdad's gonna yell at you, and you guys are just gonna scream about lacrosse for the next three hours. So that's that's what I'm gonna look forward to. Yeah, just just load up your lifted truck with as much gluten free pizza as you can buy at Costco. Correct. Correct. Uh, real, oh, real quick, a little bit of breaking news here. And, uh, fuck the NCAA. That's not breaking news. That's, that's always, that's, that's on God. Fuck the NCAA. Uh, that's, but, that's for, that's forever in a million. <laughs> that, but currently fuck the NCAA because we are recording this. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's Wednesday afternoon. So you're listening to the, you're back from the, 
you're back to the future right now, but we're in the past. Um, I think the NCAA just deleted the crease dive on us. So the new uh, rules committee, rules oversight panel, these fucking dorks, uh, in regards to the goal mouth area, which no one even knows what the goal mouth is, but the panel also approved making the goal mouth area restricted for offensive players. If an offensive player jumps, dives, falls, or runs into the goal mouth area and scores, the goal will not count. So, so, so they, they gave us the crease dive and then they, t- they giveth and then they taketh. Now here's the thing now. So the goal mouth, I'm assuming it's just like the, the, it's the new circle, the new circle. Right. So, so I guess like you could still, if you could dive and land kind of behind the net, but still in the crease, but it seems like you can't dive across the front of the crease anymore. So you could still like Mikey Powell dive across behind, but it seems like diving across the front of the crease now has been canceled by the NCAA. So fuck the NCAA now it's, and forever. It's got to be, I mean, that, that reasoning has to be for uh, protection of the goalies. That's, that's the only reason. Well, well, so it follows up. It says, if an offensive player initiates deliberate contact with the goalkeeper, the official can call a one-minute penalty goalies get tougher you little bitches um and then if an offensive player enters the goal mouth due to contact with a defender any goal scored will be taken away but the defender could be called for a penalty so i what the hell is that so basically you're saying like all defenders have to do now is just cross check a dude in the back and send him into the goal mouth and now they won't have a goal like that Mm. i don't know it just it seems like has I don't know if the rules committee for college lacrosse has ever gotten anything right before in the history of the game. I mean, you know, I, I follow, you know, our, our good friend, noted friend of the pod, Jerry Raganese. Uh, he, he's always following the rules and, you know, I guess they changed, they, they banned the moto grip and the knee down uh, stance for, for faceoff guys. And, you know, he's been teaching the guys, you know, something completely different for however many months knowing that was coming. So, you know, I the, the game always adapts, right? It's kind of like, you know, to to put it in a to put it in a in a gaming, you know, a, a gaming analogy. You know, right now the the meta for for Warzone right now is you you got to be using the Bruin, you know, after they nerf the Growl. So, you know, it, it's kind of like uh, adapting to Call of Duty updates, you know, and uh, except and, and and there's a lot of similarities, right? You know, Activision they update their servers at terrible times uh ncaa doesn't really do shit so like it's you know it's pretty much the same thing like you know that there's a there, there's a parallel there you know they update stupid shit that nobody asked for uh, yeah. I, bo- both of them do so well we're gonna have to find a way to protest this one so maybe you know we can all just who, who's the president of the ncaa i think it's mark emert or something like that it's, uh adolf hitler Maybe we can all like set up lacrosse goals on his front yard and just dive across a <laughs> crease in his front yard for like days on end. Um, yeah. Well, all right. Well, whatever. Uh, yeah. So that, that's, that's pretty much that. Um, I think right now we should probably kick it over to our interview with, with Rob Pinnell. And uh, on the back side of that, we'll get a little bit of a weekend preview going for the first weekend of the PLL Championship Series Tournament. So without further ado, it is RP3.
All right. And joining us now, we have one of the newest members of the Atli Lacrosse Club. We've got RP3, Rob Pinnell on the mics. Uh, Rob, welcome to the show. I think this is the first time that we've been able to uh, have you on. So uh, welcome, welcome, and good to see you. First time we're here. Excited to be on the show. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I think we, we might have tried to get you a couple times. I feel like maybe your publicist kind of denied us a little bit <laughs> here and there. Um, hey, real quick, off the bat, just because this is a uh, you know a podcast, it's audio, so no, no one's seeing this. So just for the listeners at home, I know that they're dying to know right now, are you wearing a shirt, yes or no? Uh, believe it or not, uh, I do have a shirt on right now. We're in the facility, um, trying to keep one on as much as possible. It's very difficult, but uh, I'm doing my best. Yeah, I, I guess Utah is probably pretty pretty strict on. Uh, it's it's a no fun state, so they probably want people to have tarps on as much as possible. You know, it's actually raining right now too, so wouldn't it be fun to have a, uh, a tarp off. So, uh, so, so, what do you got going on right now? You, uh, you know, you're you're in Utah. You guys have training camp going right now. We've been, you know, we've been seeing a lot of footage. RJ's obviously buzzing around the facilities with his camera. So, um, you know, we've been able to see you guys getting some practice in. But, um, you know, what's it been like for you right now? Well, the biggest thing for me has just been to be with the team. I, I had, I was uh, obviously not here last year, and um, for me to kind of just begin to get comfortable around the guys and. Uh, and despite being an eight-year veteran in professional lacrosse, it's it's still a new team. It's still a new league. So there's still those nerves there for me and, uh, you know, excitement as well. So it's really just been trying to uh, get into, uh, you know, just to get into a rhythm with the guys and just start to build that chemistry both on and off the field. And, um, you know, we've had a few practices already, and we've been hanging out a lot in between those practices. We're at the facility all day from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. So uh, a lot of time together and um, – it's just been a, you know, a great start so far and, and hoping that we could just get a little better uh, each and every day. Is it, are they treating you as poorly as they're treating the players in the uh, NBA bubble with the, uh, you know, the, the sack lunches that look, just look so sad? Our, our meals have been uh, pretty good, actually. Uh, I, was, I guess when you come in with low expectations, uh, it's easy to exceed. But um, there's, they've been doing a great job with just feeding us and, and changing it up as well. And, uh, there's been no complaints amongst the guys so far about the food. So I'd say for that, um, we're pretty, we've been pretty fortunate so far. That's huge because, you know, you got to cater to all sorts of, you know, I'm a, I'm a, uh, you know, I, I have a gluten allergy, so, you know, I'm a absolute weirdo when it comes to food. So it's, it's good that you guys, we know we talked to Timmy Troutner this week and he just, he says he eats whatever, whatever he wants. And that is hilarious for a goalie. They just, eat, you know, housing McDonald's or whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> Yeah, they have all. They have gluten-free options. They have uh, vegan options. Yeah, it's good. They, uh, they, they they write it on the glass, so you know, uh, it's all good. I would I would love to see RJ's uh, his room service bill right now. It's probably just been like <laughs> Skittles and Sour Patch Kids and like Red Bulls. Red Bull. <laughs> Um, so you you talked about you know just trying to get to know the team, trying to get some chemistry going together. Uh, I like luckily for you, I don't know if this is a, a sore subject or not. Um, but you did get passed up as the first overall pick in the expansion draft, but kind of like lucky for you, it puts you on a team where like you've already played with a bunch of these guys, uh, you know, a lot of the same guys that you played with, 
uh, on the U.S. team for the World Championship. So, like, obviously, we've we've seen you. I mean, you played with Paul for a while now with the Lizards. Um, obviously, the the chemistry uh, with a guy like Ryan Brown, you were able to kind of build with that Team USA, and then some of the polls too, with like you know Tucker and Hartzell, uh, Trevor also on that team. So, um, you know, when when the expansion draft first went, to, like, were you? Were you, were you, did you feel a little slighted about not being that top pick or were you like, okay, like this is a, this is a pretty decent spot for me to land in. Cause I can already, you know, I've already had experience with a lot of these guys that we playing with. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sorry about it at all. I mean, listen, I'm, I was happy to play anywhere. I was just happy to be coming over to the PLL, but I, I knew that Atlas was the right team for me. Um, I, as far as a chemistry standpoint, guys that I've been around before and, Certainly, as far as a, a need that maybe they, you know, needed on attack, um, kind of like a quarterback back there. So um, I knew I'd be most comfortable there, but I was really open to, to any, anyone. I spoke to, um, you know, the Water Dogs, and they said it's kind of between Zach and I. And um, through the conversation with them, I kind of got an idea that I didn't think they were going to take me. I was asking, how, how much longer are you going to play and, and all that stuff. So, um, you know, as far as, how much longer are you? That? How much longer are you going to play? Can we get a little bit of breaking news here? Uh, yeah, I was I was going to try and go for the the 2022 World Team, but now they pushed it back to 23. So uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I got to move on at some point. I don't really want to. Uh, when I feel like I can't do it at the best of my ability anymore, I'll probably uh, probably take a step back. But um, I got I got a few more years in me, but but not too many. Um, so once I spoke spoke to him. I knew that they probably weren't going to take me. I just got that feeling. And then um, I never heard from the Chrome. And I, and I know they have a very close team. And I, you know, I might be a guy that might go in there and, and mix it up a little bit. So I, I didn't think, you know, especially with Jordan there and, and him on attack and him, you know, having the ball on his stick a lot. I, you know, I just didn't think that it would be a good fit for me. So um, I thought I might, you know, get fortunate and, and drop to, to the the at lie as you call them and uh and I did and uh I was you know I couldn't have been happier about it and uh it's been a, it's been a great fit so far it's it's finally nice to get a, a straight up answer about somebody you know entering a, a new squad because every time we've asked the, you know a rookie about being drafted or you know a guy getting traded they're like oh yeah you know like my you know, they're, they're so, you know, the team's so cool. They're so accepting shit like that. When in reality, you know, there's, there's, you can go to a team and, you know, if they're very tight knit, you know, obviously like, you know, when it, when it comes to the Chrome, there's a, there's a mixed bag there, but you know, it would, there, there are spots where you don't fit or you don't, you know, maybe cannot, not everybody's going to play to, you know, their strengths. So it's, it's nice to hear that, uh, you know, coming directly from you. And, and uh, so what I, what I imagine is that, you know, you're pretty pleased right now, you know, fitting in there with, with Ryan Brown and Eric Law and, uh, you know, kind of, I guess you guys are trying to figure out, you know, what your roles are other than Ryan Brown, just cranking shots from 18, um, you know, figuring out, you know, what your, what your roles are. So, uh, you know, kind of going along with that, have you been getting along with everybody and, uh, is Kyle Hartzell just absolutely jawing it up right now or is it, or is he, is he keeping it under wraps? Uh, no, we had a great we had a great practice today where guys were getting after another uh, offense versus defense. A lot of talking back and forth, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a competitive practice, and that's what we need. Um, you know, understanding that balance of of getting after each other on the field and 
and, and, you know, loving each other off the field. But, uh, you know, to, to your points earlier, uh, you know, Eric Law and I, you know, we're developing that chemistry. We've never played together. He's so versatile. You know, he's obviously one of the best goal scorers in the league, especially inside and around the goal. But he's also can have the ball on a stick. So for, for me to not just, you know, who's at X a lot, and I kind of like to just park my ass back there to understand that, you know, he, he's going to be – he's able to be, be back there. So, like, to just, you know, share that responsibility a little bit. Um, rather than just, you know, let him hang on the crease. And and then Ryan Brown, you know, I don't want to give it off, give any tips to any team, but, I mean, he's shooting the ball better than I've ever seen him shoot the ball. Um, it's actually almost comical. The the shooting is, like, high, low, high, just putting it wherever he wants um, with velocity and from distance. And, um, you know, the other guys, you know, Paul and um, Busick, who I played with in college, and then used to his game, Crawley, um, you know, We've, we've definitely in three practices already getting to know each other and um and we're finally you know i think tucker durkin's presence is i don't think i know his presence is missed on our, on our defensive end so um we're getting some of those guys to step up for the time that they need to be uh, to be more vocal be more physical and, and that's kind of what we started getting going today in practice and uh we brought out some great competition it's going to take that over the course of the tournament. You know, the, the structure of the of the tournament is, you know, you don't have a week to recover in between. You know, the, I, I, we talked about it on the pod. You know, I, I imagine that we'll probably see uh, a more mixed bag of, of players. You know, I think the distribution of how many of how of who's going to be in for how long is going to be uh, you know, more, more distributed evenly over players. Obviously, your starters will be out there and your starters will play. But, you know, for, you know, with the, the volume of games, it's going to be, uh, you know, guys are going to be beaten up and there's going to be some younger guys going to have to make a big impact. Yeah, I think it's also going to be like, who's fresh, you know, like, yep. you could have, you know, it's like, who's, yeah. who's got legs, you know, it's like, and I think that's going to be a challenge because obviously there's a lot of great players out there, a lot of big egos, and but it's like, listen, if you're not feeling good, and it's not in the team's best interest, like, you know, because you played two games in three days or two games in two days, like, you know, let someone else who's fresh take that run or, or get in there because, you know, at the end of the day, that, that could be the difference. It's maybe not necessarily the best the best players that, you know, later in this tournament that are going to make a difference. It's going to be the guys with the, with the you know, best legs. I feel like underrated huge addition for the Atlas this summer will be Jeremy Thompson. Like, I, you know, obviously he's a little bit of an older guy as well in, in the league, but he's a guy, I feel like he can do pretty much whatever you need him to do at the midfield. So that's a lot of, a lot of solid addition for the, how, how I've been playing with him over the past, what, like three practices. Yeah. He's, he's just everywhere. You know, he's like you said, he can do everything. So, you know, he's taking faceoffs against, Trevor, he's playing D midi, he's playing offense. So, um, you know, like you said, he could be one of those guys with fresh legs that, uh, you know, later in the tournament could step in. You know, I think we're all finding um, where we're, we're comfortable, where we're going to be at best for our team to start. Um, and like you guys are alluding to, the challenges are going to be, okay, well, after the first game or two, and you get into to late next week and, uh, and into August, all right. Well, then, 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 where do we need? Where do we need guys? You know, is it you know some guys coming out of the box that normally aren't, or is there some guys playing attack? Um, you know, short stick D midi to you know long pole or long pole LSM to close D. You know, guys are going to be I think switching spots all over the place. Yeah. So you know, guys are going to need to stay sharp physically, but also stay sharp mentally. It's going to be a long couple weeks. Now, on that note. 
Uh, did I see that your roommate at the, uh, at the hotel is Scotty Rogers? And if that's the case, at what point during this tournament do you think uh, you'll be requesting uh, a move? Uh, you know what? I, I'll be honest with you guys. I love Scotty. I've known him for years. We, uh, we worked the camp circuit together for years. So uh, we get along. We're a couple of Long Island guys. And, uh, and we understand each other. We respect each other. High, in- um, high intensity guy. High he, intensity. He's at, he's, he is never st- never ending entertainment. But uh, I do. I, I'm actually very pumped that we're rooming together because we do, uh, we do vibe very well together. You know, I, I, I think about, you know, all the, all the mismatches of rooms and, and, you know, some of these guys and, you know, as you, as you spoke of earlier, some of the egos, um, you know, there's going to have to, there's going to be a lot of people having to set egos aside. You're right. You know, when it, when it gets to the, when it gets to crunch time, you know, you might be a, as you said, you know, an eight year veteran, but if you don't have the fresh legs, you, you got to get, get back out there. But, um, you know, the thinking about you and Scotty, uh, together in the same room, all the, all the testosterone, uh, <laughs> all, just all the, just the raw power. Uh, let's, uh, exactly. So I, I let's, let's, di- I'm going to dial it back a little bit. You know, I'm a, I'm a big workout guy. I'm, I'm supposed to do an Ironman this year. Um, you know, take, take us through your, 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 uh, your weekly regimen. What do you, you know, what you, uh, you do weights four times a week. You shoot, you know, shoot four times a week. You know, how, what, what does it look like? You know, that's great. Ironman's impressive. That's awesome. Good luck with that. Su- um, such a humble brag to fit that in. That's, that's right. Sorry. I had to. It's okay. It's context. Hey, hey, you don't mess around. Those, those are, those are no jokes. So that's impressive. I'm uh, I, I would love to try that at some point, but, um, I'll probably have to drop some, some, some LBs. Um, I do. So I, I changed my training later in my career. You know, I'm 30 years old now. Um, and I, I really don't go that heavy I, at home. I over quarantine, I got a bar and go up to 185 pounds. So that's as much as I'll get. Um, I don't have a rack for it. So it's really just me moving it wherever I can. And, um, you know, besides that, I have 35 pound dumbbells and a 50 pound kettlebell and I kind of just make it work. And, um, I try to just, I try to transform it into more functional fitness, you know, using the bar, using the dumbbells, but like in full body movements. Mm-hmm. So I'd say I probably do weights three times a week, um, maybe four, but every day is full body. There's no isolating body parts or any of that. And, um, all my workouts are 30, maybe 40 minutes on off days. I'm definitely shooting. Um, sometimes I will double, double dip and, and work out and shoot in the same day. Um, but I'm always running. So whenever I'm working out or shooting, I'm, I'm going to finish with some conditioning. Um, some, some days I'll start my morning off with, you know, three to four miles. Some days I'll just be doing, you know, hill sprints or, um, actually got into during quarantine. One of my favorite things to do is there's a two, two and a half mile trail, um, about 25 minutes in, in Cold Spring Harbor and it's it's all up and down up and down the whole thing so it's through the woods and um it's just your legs just get smoked and then you're you know you're on the way back down you ease up and you're right back up again so you jack your heart rate up your legs and um that became one of my favorite things to condition on just because you're you're strengthening your legs while getting your cardio in so I think the cool thing about quarantine and uh, I'm sure with your Ironman is that you'll just get so creative in your training. And that's what, for me, uh, over the last few years, that's what's made it a, a lot of fun. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do whatever you can. You know, I think there's a, there's a misnomer with a lot of these high school athletes that, you know, 
they think that they have to spend hours and hours and hours in the gym and it's really more about purpose, right? You know, you only need to go more than 30, 40 minutes in, in a weight workout to really, you know, you know, kick your own ass. So, uh, no, that's, that's, that's awesome, man. I know, I know Jordy, Jordy likes to rollerblade. So, you know, that's a form of cross training that I haven't really delved into yet, but Jordy's out there just crushing it on the rollerblades. Aren't you Jordy? Uh, my front wheel is actually busted right now, which is, so, bitch. I'm going to have to throw them in the shop, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> just shredding the blades and, uh, now bl- blade gangs growing strong. Um, yeah. So like, obviously I, I think, you know, you're probably, you're at a point in your career right now where, you know, there are guys who are coming into the league who clearly looked up to you. And, you know, obviously one of those ones is, is Grand Immense. So I know, you know, you guys are working together now, um, but like you watch Grand Immense highlights and pretty much every single highlight you see, him, you could do like a, a matchup and like have the same highlight from you. Um, and, you know, also seeing kind of like the same work ethic and workouts out of him that you would see out of you. Um, so I don't know. I, I guess like the question is like, how does it feel now to be able to compete against what it's, what's almost like a carbon copy. Like you, you've got like this, this young mini me now coming up in the ranks and he's, he's looking good these days. Well, uh, uh, Grant's a great kid. Uh, and that's how we started a relationship is he was, he was just respectful when we met. And, um, from there, you know, we've become closer and, and whatnot, but, uh, he's his own player. And, uh, I'll be honest, he's got a lot younger, a lot fresher legs than me. He's a lot quicker than me. And, uh, I'd go out on a limb and say he could be the best attackman in this tournament. Um, he loves lacrosse and he loves playing. He's a student of the game. And, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he just blows this league wide open with his play and with the guys that are surrounding him uh, with his vision. So um, I have high expectations for him. I'm sure he has high expectations for himself. But uh, it's cool, you know, for me, there's always those guys that you look up to. But, we, you know, those guys weren't as accessible when when you're growing up and you know you don't really know them especially when you're in college you're not really talking to them you know grant and i's relationship started when he was in college so um and when he broke his foot i had the same injury and coach jambroni i kind of reached out and said you know grant wants to talk let's talk and um that's kind of how it started and i think that's you know unique and, and not always the case but um tell you what these young kids and, and you know, grant specifically they're so talented and they just have this passion for the game that they're able to just take it to the next level so um, aside from playing against him on, uh, on Monday the next week, um, uh, I'm really looking forward to watching him. You know, I, I, we, we, I got a DM the other day on Twitter. I'm, Jordy, I'm sure you did too, that they, they consider the PLL considers Jordy and I experts. So they had to, they had us, <laughs> pick, I know hilarious, right? They had to, uh, uh no, 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 it's, 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 it's funny. I mean, it's funny. Listen, you're your own expert. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> Are there really any experts in our game? I will tell you what. That's true. Probably not some of the guys you think they are. I agree. I totally agree. There's there's some experts that you would think of that you wouldn't think of. But uh, they had us pick our MVP, and and you know I'll, I'll go ahead and mine was was Grant Amet. No shade to to anybody. I love the I, I love you know, I love it. Uh, the follow up question I have though is that, is there a team that you know other than the Archers that you're you know not too thrilled about having to play? Uh I mean, I always look at it from an offense versus defense standpoint. I think, you know, our matchups were, you know, with the, the Whip Snakes and the Redwoods, I think those were two of the best defenses, probably the two best defenses in the league. So, um, 
I'll probably go more so. I never played against Tim Trauner before. I heard he's unbelievable. Um, I know I met him once. Um, I think Kyle Burnmore is fantastic in goal, and um, he, you know, somehow he just saves my shot a lot. So I, I'd say probably the Whip Snakes, but um, I, I welcome any matchup. But I think those two teams are very good defensively, very solid. Um, yeah, I'll say that one team we're not playing that I think is could make some noise uh, if if their goalkeeper gets out, if he's the starter, is, is the chaos. And Dylan Ward, he's, you know, every time we play in, in the World Games, it's a two-week tournament, and he gets hot, and Team Canada is, you know, you got to put a shot, a perfect shot on goal to get in the goal. So if Dylan Ward gets hot, and I, I think the world of him is a goaltender, if he gets hot, I think uh, the chaos could – could really be talented, but uh, right now I'm just worried about ourselves and, and the Atlas and uh, what we need to be do to be ready. Hey, uh, real quick, I forgot to piggyback something off the Grand Men question. So there is, there's currently a phenomenon going on in the lacrosse world that is causing a major divide on this podcast between Jake and I, um, and it's ankle socks. Son of a fucking bitch! I knew <laughs> you were going to bring this up. So. What we've seen out of, you know, you're, you're an ankle sock guy. Uh, we're seeing Grant make the transition to being an ankle sock guy at training camp so far. Um, I'm, I'm all aboard ankle socks in the summer. I think that it, that it goes. Jake is aggressively against them. Um, I just want to know, you know, obviously you're, you know, you're a supporter. You're an ally of the, there he goes, flips the camera. Ankles, <laughs> ankles are on full blast right now. Um, now, why, why do you think that the majority of the lacrosse world is so hesitant and on it? Why do you think all the Jakes of the world are hesitant and unaccepting of blasting those ankles? Jake, how tall are you? Six feet. Okay. See, like I'm five, nine, man. Like these calf, these calf high socks when I have some pretty thick legs, they just don't, you know, they come up too high and it looks horrible. So. I, you know, I, I work hard for these calves. You got to show them off. Grant has great calves too. No, I, honestly, that was a coincidence that we both were wearing uh, ankle socks. I do only wear ankle socks when I'm working out and doing anything. But when I play, you know, for game day, I will have very short, basically, I guess you could call them ankle socks, but I'll never wear my socks too high. I just, for me, it's just the most comfortable. And uh, personally, I think it looks better for, for me because I don't have that. I'm not tall and, I don't have those long legs, but, uh, so really it's people like Jake height shaming because as I'm a, I'm a fellow short guy myself. So yeah, it's, it's height for, shaming and it's wrong, especially in 2020, Jake grow up. I mean, for me, it's always been a height thing. If I take a normal pair of mid calves and I pull them up my leg, right. And I put them on normally, like it, it's like the middle of my calf and it looks like it just looks dumb. So like, then they're scrunched down on your ankle. I, I don't know. You know, no, see, no. but you're but you're the first person who's actually presented me a uh, a semi decent argument because you say it's a it's a height thing and they they come up too high and you don't like the way it feels on your foot. That's perfectly fine. I think that that's fine. Most people say the people say if uh, the thing that I disagree with is that people say, well, I wear ankle socks to show off my calves. Well, buddy, uh, if you, if oh, your no, calves are if if your calves are popping, it doesn't matter what sock yeah. you're wearing, right? So you know that's that's a poor argument. And Jordy Jordy's making making that one all day. He said, you know, if you're tan and you got nice calves, you can wear ankle socks. It doesn't fucking matter because your tan's going to be fucked up from all your pads anyway. So you know, 
and I know you've yeah. been wearing ankle socks a long time. I, I you know, I, I watched you in the MLL and I, I, I know you've been wearing them. You're, you're a long time, you know, ankle sock guy. So that was, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that. Right. You know, you're not trying you know to, what I, you know what I do? I actually wear my ankle socks and then because like the ones I wear, like really like no show normally mm-hmm. I, I I'll cut like, so they give us our socks, whatever that we're supposed to wear. I'll cut the sock. And then I'll slide just the top part of the sock on my leg. <laughs> so like, so like a, yeah. like a, like, like, so like a shooting sleeve for like your a shooting sleeve. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so it looks like it's a little higher than it really is, but there's two different parts to that. Uh, I'll send you guys, a, I'll send you, I'll send you a picture, Jordy. You can, uh, you guys can leave up to debate on the, uh, on the next podcast. I'll show you the, the new look. It could be in, it could be out. You know, maybe people should stop selling full socks and just start selling the tops of them. So people can wear ankle socks and then just, you know, change the top. You know, yeah, maybe, maybe you sell both parts, right. And people can customize <laughs> how they, how they want, right. Like a slider, you know, I'll tell you what. We'll, boom, exactly. Start mixing and matching. We'll get, we'll get Jerry Raganese on the line. He'll get pro athletics involved and he'll just be now producing an- ankle shooting sleeves and he'll make a million dollars. No, make sure the three of us get a cut. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Jerry yeah, would go for Jer- it. And Jerry's a little shifty. He might, he might try to cut us yeah, out. At, at least maybe at least he can have, have us over for dinner. That seems fair enough. Um, <laughs> well, Hey, I mean, I, I don't want to keep you too long. Cause I know you guys have, you know, two a days coming up here and everything. Um, but you know, uh, is there anything in particular that you're looking forward to the most out of being able to join the PLL? Because, you know, it was, it was a pretty horribly kept secret that you would eventually be making the jump once you kind of could. Um, so is it like, is there anything you feel like you got to like prove or, or whatever, or are you just happy to be with the boys? Like what's the one thing you're looking forward to the most in this tournament? I mean, the, the biggest thing I think is I just miss the guys, right. And just being, around the guys that, that I enjoy and they've been around my whole career. Um, you, you build a lot of relationships in this sport uh, from guys you never knew before. And, uh, you know, that last the 2019 season back in, uh, in the MLL with our team, we had a great group of guys. That was the most fun I've had playing across in a while. So I missed that for a year. You know, it was, uh, sorry, it was the 2018 season. Um, I, I missed that. And, um, you know, I just, it just wasn't the same last year for me. So to be back around those guys, um, but I'm not going to lie, you know, I'm 30 years old. I'm playing for eight years. I do have a little bit of nerves and, uh, you know, there are high expectations, uh, as the people and, uh, and on the media likes to you know, put on me. So it's, it's all good. Nothing I haven't handled before, but there are nerves there. There's excitement. Um, so I'm, I'm honestly just looking forward to that first game and that first time the ball gets in my stick just so I can kind of take a deep breath and, and, uh, and then just get going. Hopefully, uh, in the right direction from there. All right. Well, hey, everyone will be able to watch Rob Pinnell make his at-lie debut uh, going up against the Water Dogs July 26th, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, wherever you're at on other time zones, you're going to have to figure out that time on your own. But that is on NBC, Atlas, and the Water Dogs make their debut as well. So uh, good luck out there. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just – Score a shit ton of goals. I think that's that's probably the bet. The number one play you should run is the score a goal play. I'm try- I'm gonna try my best, guys. Uh, so I appreciate you guys having me on there, and uh, I'm sure I'll be talking to you guys throughout the tournament. We appreciate it. See ya. All right, guys. See ya.
All right. Thanks again to Rob for hopping on with us. You can catch uh, the Atlas taking on the Water Dogs Sunday, July 26 at 4 p.m. on NBC. But before that game gets going, we have uh, a, a whole day ahead of us starting on July 25th. The PLL is back. This is tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Make sure that everyone in your life knows where you will be at 4 p.m. Eastern, that you will be on your couch watching these games. So don't even think about inviting you over because you shouldn't get invited anywhere anyway because you should be quarantining to stop spread the coronavirus. But 4 p.m. NBC, we've got the rematch. Redwoods with snakes. We, we've already talked about this a little bit when we had Timmy Troutner on with us last weekend um, and also a little bit in the rest of the episode there, but I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling some revenge here. I mean, this has been a matchup 10 months in the making, right? That, that goal, Matt Rambo just taking over in overtime, coming up that hash, going, where do you go, off stick, hip, or did he go near side? I forget what Tim said. I forget. I can't picture the goal in my head right now. Either way, back of the net, game over. That's been replaying in the minds of the Redwoods for 10 straight months here. They have a chance for revenge. It's going to be a little tougher now without Jules Hennenberg, but I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns here. I'm, I'm thinking Redwoods get their revenge to start off the season. I disagree. Uh, I think that the Redwoods are going to be hurting uh, without Jules Hennenberg. I, I think that that's a huge element in your offense that, you know, that you're going to be missing. I think that, the whips. I think it's going to be a close game, as they all are. And again, uh, if you're listening to this, then, I mean, you're probably a huge degenerate. Uh, you probably placed a bet. Um, so you're, you're, it's really Jordy's. Jordy's. You know, if you're doing money line, like it's probably Jordy's word versus mine. You know, who are you going to trust? Really, probably neither of us. Um, yeah. But I, I, I'm going to pull. I'm, I, I want the Redwoods to win, but I would expect the Whip Snakes to probably come out on top. Um, I think it'll come down to um, the performance of the rookies on the, uh, the rookie face-off guy on the, on the face-off guys on the Redwoods. Um, you know, because it's tough because you know how how quickly how, how the, with the short field and everything. You know, it almost you know it it does make a huge difference, but. I'm going to take whip snakes just by a little, maybe one or two goals, but I'm pulling for the Redwoods, if that makes sense. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, from, from the few videos that we've been seeing out of, uh, you know, out of the PLL training camp so far, I mean, this, this Redwoods team looks like they are, uh, I don't know, like obviously all the teams look like they're, you know, a, a gelled cohesive unit. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I think that, you know, this Redwoods team looks like they're, they're all the way there together. And I feel like also like losing jewels is, is something that they can rally around. Right. Like, like that's it's now they have something to play for, right? Like the whip snakes, they would win this game just because they're fucking dirty. And because they have Matt Rambo and they're just a sick ass team, the Redwoods they're playing for like, this is like, this is like happy Gilmore playing for chubs, right? Like they have, they have something to play for now. They're playing for jewels. So they, you know, how sweet would it be to be able to win this one for them? Um, so that, that gives them, they, as far as the emotional advantage in this game goes, they are, they're, they're loaded in that category between having revenge from last year's championship game and also playing for jewels. 
I think that's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. I, I, if I, if I thought it was terrible, I would just straight up tell you if it was terrible. So, uh, yeah. And then at seven thirty PM Eastern standard time, uh, NBC sports network, you can catch the best team from the regular season last year, taking on the worst team from the regular season last year. We've got the chaos going up against the Chrome, Jake, what, what do you got on this one? I, I feel like I, I would imagine what you've got, but let's, let's hear from, from you. I've seen a couple reports uh, from some guys around uh, our, our PLL friends, Jake Watts, um, some other Jake Watts, huge noted, huge nerd um, and some other guys out there uh, that say the Chrome are not to be messed with this year. So I'm going to take the Chrome uh, to sneak one off the chaos uh, people forget, but the Chrome were second in goals scored last year, right behind the Whip Snakes. So I think it was I think it was pretty close too. I think it was like uh, 117 goals scored by the Whip Snakes, and then like 114 scored by the by the Chrome or something like that. Um, if that's wrong, I can't read, so I'll just uh, I'll blame it on that. But uh, I, I take I take the Chrome. They've got a few weapons. I, I I like it. I like it. I'm risky. Yeah, I just think. I think that the chaos just added so many weapons this year. And by so many, I mean, Curtis Dixon and Austin Stotts. Need I say more? Um, you know, if, if you've been watching the, uh, the MLL tournament so far, you've been, you've been seeing a lot of these box guys doing a ton of damage in that tournament. And I think that we'll probably see a lot of the same in this one out of the chaos. I think that adding Dixon and, and Stotts to that already loaded uh, offense, you know, you get them out there with, with Connor Fields and, you know, Fields and Stotts, they play together in San Diego. Um, so, you know, I, I think that just offensively, they're just going to have so many different looks um, that, you know, some of these guys just aren't used to seeing and, you know, considering it's, you know, these teams only have what they only had the six day training camp to prepare for it. Um, mm -hmm. they, they might be a little overwhelmed to start now, obviously they only had, uh, you know, same thing goes for the offense. They only had six weeks or six days to, you know, get all their shit figured out and get some sort of chemistry. Um, but I just think as long as they're clicking, I think that six days isn't nearly enough to figure out. Um, cause you're not going to be able to slide to this team like you would with a regular offense you're not every, everything's going to be a little bit different um and that's it's going to be a lot to overcome so I'm, I'm going chaos in this one i'll i'll stay with noted nerd jake watts a little bit i i think that you know chrome could probably uh they could surprise some people this mm -hmm. summer they, they could they could maybe uh you know good term make some noise right that's a that's a pretty cliche term to throw out there when you don't really believe in a team but you think that they could surprise you um so they could make some noise but i, I still think I, i'm not a not not a chrome believer okay uh i mean i <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, we, we've already split on both the games, so like we're 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 batting at a hundred percent. Yeah, no matter we're we're, what, ba we're batting a thousand. Yeah, unless like, like no matter. So you know, rolling into Sunday, uh, four p.m., um, a team that we've never seen play before. First game, Water Dogs against the Atlas. I'm a big fan of this Water Dogs team. I think they're going to be sneaky good. Uh, there's you know they got five attackmen who are, I mean. 
pretty much premier attackman, right? So, you know, you got Gucci, you got Gucci Mane, you got uh, Ryan Drenner, and then you've got just weapons scattered all over the place. Now, with the addition of, of Rob Pinnell, um, playing behind with Eric Law, like that's, that's going to be interesting. I think the Water Dogs hammer this one home for their first win. Um, again, I'm thinking it's going to be close. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't foresee a blowout I, I, here. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if the total uh, goal differential from you know these first three games of the weekend are like under five. You know, we might yeah. see like two one goal game, and like same same thing that we saw last year. Like exactly. You know, like there, there's still there's only seven teams in the league, and there are so many great lacrosse players. That, like obviously, all these teams, even if you add a, a seven team that hasn't played together, like they're gonna have studs on them. Like the, the, there's just too much depth in the league. Um, so like you get an expansion team like the water dogs who again, have those attackmen that you mentioned. I mean, you have Kieran McArdle, who is, um, you know, pretty just, good. Yeah. D- pretty, he's, he's pretty, played some games before. Pretty decent. Um, so yeah, I, I think again, like huge moment for the water dogs first game on NBC. I, I think that it would be again, I, I've, I've mentioned this before, but if the PLL, it's it's in the PLL's best interest for the Water Dogs to get hot and win their first game on NBC. You can already like you can establish a fan base right off the bat with those dope ass uniforms, a dope ass mascot. Maybe try, maybe Handsome Dan makes an appearance mm. at the, at this game, right? If you get a live mascot, get, get that shot on NBC. Boom, you have all the fans in the world. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that it just. If if it goes the way that it should, I think Water Dogs come out with a gritty, gritty one goal win. Um, but I, I do think you know that that addition of Pinnell, um, you know the addition of Jeremy Thompson, uh, you know having you know Chris Cluche, you know coming in as a lefty attackman every once in a while when they don't want to run with the three righties out there, um, you know he's going to be able to get a lot of stuff done. So the the Atlas are going to be a good team this this tournament but i think it just it's impossible not to root for the water dogs here it is it's really impossible not to you know and and you're right this like this first game really sets them up to secure a fan base you know they come out you know they might be able to grab a few grab a few stragglers uh and I, i the real winners out of all this you know who they are the fans right but other than the fans number two is the archers who get to watch all six teams play before they even step on the field. So um, I'm wondering, just as a, as a fan, and also uh, I'm, I'm put Jordy, uh, you can't, you know, are you sure you can see me? I'm putting on my tin, my tinfoil hat, right? Why did, how did the archers get the number one pick and also get to see every other team play first? And, and also pretty much play in their backyard. With, right. ha- with half the squad living in Utah. Exactly. Something's up. That's us. Do we agree? I, I, I would imagine, listen, fuckery is afoot. That much is a fact. There's no denying it. Now, what that specific fuckery is, we don't quite know yet, right? Uh, I've always been taught as a, you know, I, I went to journalism school for, um, uh, Never, but what we what we learned in not journalism school is that you always need to follow the money. So, 
is i mean who's the the Maybe some of these guys are showing up with some, you know, some extra jewelry or something like that. You know, where is the money? Who's the bag man who's leaving the checks in, I mean, other than uh, the accountants, but like who is leaving the extra checks? You know, are there a hundred dollars handshakes going on in the locker room? You don't know this. I think that as journalists doing our job as the media, the PLL should open up their finances to us. And by finance, I mean like open up your account and your password send, and your pin. Send it over. Send it over to us. Uh, let us a couple withdrawals so that we can see where that money has been and we can analyze it. Uh-huh. Um, send it over and then we'll get to the bottom of this. And it, it, you know, the American, it, the people of the world need to know and we will crack the case. So yeah, just give us your account number. Uh, you know, password, pin. Paul Rabel, give us your social security number challenge. So, you know, to complete that challenge, Paul, we just need you to uh, send over your, your social security number and we'll be, we'll be all set. We can, we can knock this thing out for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, archers are making out like bandits in this one. And, and they also, there's also another game before that they get their first one in on Monday. Um, so there, yeah, four games before they play their first. So making out pretty well there. And from the looks of the videos coming out of training camp, that offense looks to be clicking already. So, um, yeah, must be nice. Hey, I I said it last week. This is going to be a huge tournament for the archers. I think that they're going to get hot. And they're going to get going right away. So, um, you know, we'll see. But maybe, maybe who knows? Maybe, maybe Jake's right. Maybe we're on the. Maybe I'm on the wrong end of history with this ankle mm-hmm. sock debate. And maybe they will be smited for Grand Event showing up in ankle sock. So, time will tell. Um, but in the meantime, we've got PLL lacrosse to watch this weekend. It is going to be glorious. Soak it all up. I mean, all these games are on besides two of, or maybe two or three, either way, the majority of these games are on either NBC or NBCSN. Uh, if you don't have cable, they're easy enough to figure out streams, go on Reddit, uh, find yourself an illegal stream or just get the NBC sports gold pass. You can watch everything. It's going to be a hell of a weekend, a hell of a two weeks with this tournament going on. So the boys are going to be buzzing. And we're also going to be going a load of high to the day we die. Hey,